Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the end of the eighth week after Pentecost. This week we've been directing our attention to the Gospel reading for this uh, weekend, uh, a reading in which Jesus teaches his disciples to act according to the ways of God's kingdom. Now, our theme for this week has been Jesus' disciples pay attention to the coming of God's kingdom. Now, in today's reading and reflection, we're going to fill the space between the gospel reading assigned for this weekend and the gospel reading assigned for next weekend. We're building on this weekend's reading as we head uh, towards what we're going to look at next week. So we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days... God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Luke chapter 12. This morning our reading goes from verse 41 to 48 of Luke 12. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful, prudent manager whom his master will put in charge of his slave to give them their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is that slave whom his master will find at work when he arrives. Truly, I tell you, he will put that one in charge of all his possessions. But if that slave says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the other slaves, men and women, and to eat and drink and to get drunk, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect, and at an hour that he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. That slave, who knew what his master wanted, but did not prepare himself or do what was wanted, will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. From everyone to whom much has been given, much more will be required. And from the one to whom much has been entrusted, even more will be demanded. Jesus' disciples are entrusted with the ongoing work of the kingdom of God. St. Paul tells us that we are the body of Christ. We, the gathered, the assembled people of God in the Holy Spirit, 
we are the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit abides in us, and in our fellowship, the world sees Jesus' abiding presence in the world. Jesus uses the image of life on a Roman estate to teach us about the kingdom of God at this place in time. The owner and master of the estate was often in absence, pre- absent presence. His daily affairs tended to by various stewards and servants overseen by a chief steward who saw to the running of the household, while the master of the house was off uh, running uh, the government, uh, being in politics, uh, 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 serving uh, in the Senate. Yet at any time that master could return back to the country estate, and appear, and if things were not running according to the head of the household's ways, then there would be trouble. Christ's household operates in a similar manner, but what makes this household run smoothly are the two great commandments that Jesus has given us, that God has given us, for us to love God and love our neighbor, because that is what Christ has done for us in taking away our sin with his perfect love for God and love for the whole world. The point of all of this is, of course, that Jesus' business has become the business of his disciples, his servants, his sisters, his brothers in the faith. The church, and that includes us, from time to time seems to lose faith and lose sight of of Christ's presence and of the work that Jesus has given us to do and goes off in pursuit of other kinds of things. Ours is a job of of home economics, of estate living, of, of sustained life and love and relationships. But then suddenly Jesus' servants are mistreating each other, playing power games within their own, own, uh, own world or own sphere, or, or running off and doing something stupid or abusive, like trying to, to forget the business of the household to run the businesses of this world. Forgetting that the business of this household is the business of the Christ who came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. There is an urgency in this section of Jesus' teaching, too, and a seriousness as well that speaks to the perilousness of Jesus' struggle against the powers of this world, a struggle that the disciples are caught up into and will be moved around in a Uh, moved along in as uh, Jesus uh, wins his victory over the powers of sin, death, and the devil. It's a struggle that we will continue to wage ourselves with the nonviolent weapons of the Spirit to, to live in that way that Jesus has taught us. So the urgency will only be intensified in next week's reading as we hear what it is that Jesus has truly come to do in the world. But for now, it's probably enough to know that life in Christ has a singular focus and a unified aim. We cannot, in the end, be of the world and of the Christ. In Christ, we have died to this world, and we have been raised in that same Christ to new life. Life in this household is very different from life in the world. First, because it begins and ends in worship, in the love of God. And from that love of God, we see a love for each other. So as you come to worship this weekend, consider that this is not just one more thing that we as God's people do, but start to understand that it is the thing that we do to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in word and deed. For as often as we 
gather at that table to eat this bread and drink from this cup. We proclaim to this hurting world the Lord's death and resurrection. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for those who are sick, for those who mourn, for those who tend to and care for the sick, for those who strive for international peace and harmony, and for those who work to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else, for who else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through this night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.
Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.